is the man with a bag full of cheer, Mr. Joel. Oh, you better not cry. Better not cry. You better not shout. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. Introduce you to a fellow I've known since he was a squirt in an undershirt. He's not only a prince of a guy, but he's my brother. Please welcome Mr. Jerry Bennett. Tis the season for the jolly fat man to roll around, but on Hawkeye, that fat man might not be as jolly. As we'll find out in this episode of the Bennett Brothers Podcast for the Hawkeye television series, episode three, some title that I don't know. Don't know, don't know. And I'm Jerry Bennett. Jerry Bennett, Jerry Bennett, Jerry Bennett. And I'm Joel Bennett. And the title was called Echoes. Well, I could put this whole thing in with an echo sound effect. I know, but, but I was doing the echo sound effect perfectly, so you don't have to do that. People thought it was a sound effect. <laughs> I know, yeah. that's how good it was. Hey, everyone, thank you for joining us yet again as we dive deeper into the miniseries of Hawkeye on Disney+. Plus. We're going to spoil the heck out of the latest episode, episode three. We're going to talk about thoughts and opinions and Easter eggs and all that great stuff that you're used to hearing when you come to a Bennett Brothers podcast episode if you want to join us go to facebook.com slash bennett brothers podcast you can join us that'd be great sit right next to us and just just join us in life you can go to bennett brothers podcast uh bennett bros pod bennett bros pod uh on twitter we're not doing that anymore and then email us at bennett brothers podcast at gmail.com if you want to hear our previous episodes you can go to itunes or any place you get your podcast and when you're there be sure to give us a five star or a like or whatever sort of algorithm that that site uses to grade podcasts because it helps bring brings more listeners to this podcast but we already have a wonderful group of listeners already and we love you out there so thanks for joining us before we dive in we're going to talk a little bit about news that's happening with comics and movies and tv shows and star wars we have we really don't have much news to talk about we saw there's a Peacemaker trailer that came out for the HBO Max TV series from the character that is from the Suicide Squad movie. The trailer looks fun. Looks just like the movie. Mm-hmm. I'm sure James Gunn directed at least two of those episodes. I'm looking forward to that show. It's a weird thing how that movie came, went, was good, and it's, you know. Plus, that's, D- that's weird, DC for you. It's, it's bizarre. But that was interestingly good. Uh, just came out that... Uh, this is not a spoiler, but like Michael Keaton, who we already know is in the Morbius movie. Because he's in the trailer, yes. Yes. Apparently, he talked recently about he's going back to go shoot more reshoots or do something in filming, and people are like, oh, he's going to be in Spider-Man Far From our No Way Home, which he may or may not, we don't know. But apparently, it sounds like he's going back to shoot more footage for the Morbius movie. Great. We'll see if that happens or not. Oh, that was one of the other big pieces of news is that Tom Holland is going to be doing more Spider-Man in the MCU. He which is, is until he until they real. Here's the thing about that: he definitely will, but there's he's not he's he he's learned well from Robert Downey Jr. Like know the value of himself, so he, they want to sign him up right now. They want to like do it, and he's like, yeah, let's you know I, you know he he's he's not he's not officially signed on yet. And it's not so much. It's not so much him doing it. It's that Sony and Marvel are going to continue working together. And great. You know what would have sucked if Sony would have been like, and we're no longer going to work with Marvel, and Tom Holland is only in our area. Like that would have sucked, right? Spider Man is one of the best parts of the MCU. Let's keep it going. Even if we'll see what happens with Venom coming into the MCU, we'll see what happens with Morbius coming into the MCU. 
I we'll see they if they can Morbius make this movie better. Uh, scene out there online. Again, put it this way: this doesn't tell you a lot about raising the bar, but but the Morbius movie at least looks better than the Venom films. It could be schlock. It could be again the Venom films are what the mediocre early two thousand superhero films were. That's mm-hmm. all it. I mean, that's what it is. And we are that's twenty years out of date. And they're like, no, we can still do it this way. Look at the money we made, and it just it's it's sad. It's sad. It's mm-hmm. sad. Stop and if you want, doing you can it. hear our previous podcast on Venom and Venom. Welcome the carnage, or what? get in the car. Get, get in the carnage. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Nadge, get in the car. I think it's Age of Carnage. Age of... No, it's not. I don't remember. What <laughs> Far <it's>... from Carnage. <laughs> carnage will be home. I don't know. It's some Spider Man. We should really know what that is. Well, you can listen to our podcast on that. I I did like the first Venom movie more than Jerry did, but we both did, we both did not care for the Age of Carnage movie. It's not Age of Carnage. What is it? Into what the Carnage. It? Welcome Carnage. If Carnage be thy name, <laughs> come on, man. What to is it? Carnage or not to Carnage? That is a question. Well, as Jerry looks that up, I'm looking it up. All right. That is pretty much all the news. Regarding the bigger MCU and DC out there. Let there be Venom. Light. Venom. No, let there be Carnage. Okay. Uh, No, like I said, that's the news I had. I'm trying to look if there's anything else that was... News pertaining to to this show did see that the dog who plays Lucky, or Pizza Dog, does have two eyes. It's a special effect they're doing through the whole show, which is crazy. I thought, I guess they couldn't hire a, you know, a dog with one eye, you know. There's dogs with one eyes out there looking to get jobs, Jerry, and they're not they getting have to the be representation. Two dogs because there's always more than one dog. Oh, it is true. It's no, I think it's one. Do- they took the actress who plays Kate Bishop to take a do- uh, picture with the dog. Yeah, with the dog. It's like a baby. Trust me. Something happens to that dog. They go, well, we, they have another dog ready to go. They just didn't tell us about it. Like, this is not the original dog, isn't it? It looks just the same. What happened to the other dog? Oh, it's on a farm. They film with the dog, and then they do a complete. Computer-generated version. Yeah, of the the dog, dog isn't actually real. It is a computer-generated. Yeah. There was dog. no news this week. A, a non-news story. When people interviewed the Punisher, ah, oh, he doesn't want to work in the Marvel John movies. Burnfall. He wants. He doesn't want to work in a watered-down version of Frank. That's not what he said. He's basically said. He's like, I like where it's gritty and stuff like that. So I hope you know. Hope to continue that translation. He's not interested in returning as a watered-down. He, he's coming back as a Punisher. Well, here's an, here's a great example of we're. Don't be worried about Disney. Disney will push the boundaries. When they did the Get Back documentary, they're swearing all over that. And Disney doesn't usually do swears, but they're dropping F-bombs and all that kind of stuff. And so Disney is willing to, if it's right, you know, expand their graphic crazy. nature. Well, it's, it's Peter Jackson because here is Hamilton. Hamilton's out there like, yeah, we had to totally censor our, mm-hmm. our three F-words. And, you know, it's, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I've, I've read an article about that. Uh, I also did watch a couple of uh, videos with Mark Shaman and Scott Whitman. Jerry's asking himself, who are these people that Joel is talking about? These are the writers for the song that was that was from the first episode. Yeah, the one that Joel fell in love with. That I fall in love with. Save the City. And kind of how they made that. And what's interesting is they actually bumped into Kevin Fahey. Feige. Feige. Every time. Every, every time. time. Every time. Kevin Feige and Academy Awards like two years ago. And he approached them. He's like, hmm, hey, would you guys be interested in writing a song? So they've been thinking about this for a very long time. This, like, he, Kevin must be like 
two years ahead of us thinking about where things are going. And that makes total oh, sense, I'm sure right? They, they, I've heard that it's a five to ten year plan. You know, obviously, they will change it as they go. And so these guys, they wrote this song over Zoom because of COVID. And then they were able to bring in actors over Zoom with good mics. And they recorded in their own home studios. What I found interesting is they, the, they went to Marvel and they went to Kevin and they're like, Hey, if you need us to create a full musical for this, we'll do it for you. We want to do it. They want to do a full musical, and that would be just the coolest thing. The other thing I found interesting was the fact that Ant-Man's in there. That was a request from Marvel to have Ant-Man in there. So they, they, they Marvel thought of that. That just wasn't the writers trying to be funny and adding an Ant-Man. Marvel was the one that came to them about that. I thought that was Well, I mean, they're the ones who came to themselves, then, is what you're saying. Well, yes, but they go, hey, write, when you're writing this, be sure to include Ant-Man in this. Okay. So that's cool. I like that. So I just thought I'd give you a little bit more background on that musical number and hopefully more. Anything else, Jerry, you want to add into this news section? Okay, we're going to dive right in then to the episode Echoes. Well, he says that, and then we're going to go, what do we think of it first? Like well, that's we diving into do. it. That's part of it. Oh, okay. That's the important part of it, is our in. opinion. What would you think of it? My best, that's the best episode yet. It was, this, is, this was, this was mm-hmm. one of the best episodes of Marvel TV yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's, that's a high bar, as we talk about. We should almost do a podcast on Marvel shows. That's how much we like them. This was great. You? We should talk about bars, too. Uh, I, this, I can see Jerry's face, can, the smile when he talks about this episode. Yeah. This episode is a wonderful 45 minutes or whatever it was of television. It goes this by is, fast, man. It goes by real fast. Zip. And I, I thought it was great. There's so much to talk about. Let's just get into it. Let's go right away. This episode is directed by Bert and Birdie. Bert and Birdie are a a directing duo, and they and a Muppet set. They on haven't yeah. Street. Yeah, they haven't they haven't done a whole lot. They're very new to this, which is interesting because we're going to talk about a character in this done by an actress who's very new. I believe they. What I read was they direct this episode four and five, and then the original director comes back for the final. And that would be great because I think they both they both both directing sets. One is one and one is two. Uh, Reese Thomas, who directed the other one, they're both they're they're good. So I'm okay with that. I don't think the other this is outside of what if this is the first Marvel Disney Plus show that has multiple directors doing episodes. Okay. Because WandaVision, Falcon the Winter Soldier, and Loki. Loki, if I'm not mistaken, are all directed by one person. Not all, like you know what I'm saying. What about what if, Joel? What well, if? we'll talk about what if. I, what if. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna t- t- tangent real fast. I still haven't finished watching Star Wars Visions. That's hard, man. Oh, that was good. Oh, I like it. Yeah, that's all. Everything. Don't do it. Whew. No time. No time. All right, this episode's gonna start oh. off a, a cliffhanger. I know. I'm sorry, but cliffhanger from last week's episode. I have got my tickets to see Spider-Man: <laughs> <laughs> No Way Home. And I will literally, Joel will be in one theater at 3 o'clock, and I will be in at 4.30 at another one, so he can't spoil oh, I'm, it. I'm walking into that 4.30 theater after my, my show is over. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. I can't believe they have Jessica Jones in it. I guess that, who would? Who knew I, Darth Vader was Luke Skywalker's father? Uh, Too late! <laughs> he he was dead all along. Man, you don't know though. Seriously, the the the, the, the machinations I had to do with that after that last podcast, I got on there, looked online because Joel's like everything's sold out. I'm like, no, no, but you know they're not at the matinee price at the local where we want to go and everything. So I get that. I see their seats. 
All right, and there's there's seats four together. I know, I know, Deb's gonna be fine. I'm like, go to the one kid. Are you working? I don't know. I, I probably am. Like, I'm like, gotta figure that whole thing out. Got that locked in. Have to wait for the other one, who is sleeping because he works evenings. So it's like he wakes up. Okay, Susie gets. Can you do this? You know, get that. So I lock it in. Look back. Like, don't don't be gone. Seats. They weren't. So I locked it. Boom. I mean, I'm paying the the like six dollars ahead of time. Like, I like to go to the theater and not give them one dollar more if I don't have to for the for the tickets. So I like I'll buy them there. But I'm like, I gotta spend like six dollars in fees for four people just to have the privilege of ordering them ahead of time. Which is insane. Well, luckily Jerry's going to have a nice front row seat to see no, the no, movie. No, 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 no. Row <laughs> How's D. How's your neck? Oh my neck. Row I D. I have to look straight up. <laughs> so I'm excited. I will not ruin it. Uh, for, well, no one will ruin it for me. I'm not saying I won't ruin it for other people. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry's going to ruin it for himself online. Yes. I'm still waiting. Does. The world is still waiting to hear if China will be having the movie play there too. They don't know. They don't know. And that'll change. Have they asked Mr. China? Mr. China, will you let us show this? No. So, add to the episode. Sorry. Yeah, we will dive in. We'll, we'll do a podcast probably pretty soon for that movie just to kind of get it out there since we're well, seeing it so early. And yeah. we'll try to get that out there. All right. Yeah. Back into the episode. We meet Echo. We get to meet Echo as a kid. So, Echo was introduced last episode. She is played by Maya. Uh, I'm sorry. The character of Echo is char- her real name is Maya Lopez. She's played by Aquila Cox. This is the first thing she's ever done, acting-wise, which is crazy. She is deaf in real life, and she does have a prosthetic lower leg in real life. Okay, question Before we get that real fast, she is, here's a personal connection, she is from the Menominee Indian Reservation, which is where I go camping every year, up in northern Wisconsin off the Wolf River there. So she's she's on that reservation. What's so, the name of it? Menominee. Do, do, yeah, get out. So I go up there all the time. I'm like, oh, the Menominee. I know all about that. I know all about that area and all that. So it's it's cool to see her out there doing it. The fact that she's never acted before, that's unbelievable. Okay, so she has a prosthetic leg in real Mm -hmm. life. And I'm guessing it's below the knee because she's very Mm -hmm. mobile. I'm not seeing any loss of there. But So question one, the little girl who looked exactly like her, does she have one or was that an effect that's a great they, question. I did, I, when I looked like, on, I did not see Marvel anything. Marvel is willing to take a kid's because, life. Because uh, that, that, young, that young lady, who I do not have the name for That's in okay. Front of me, you'd, you'd butcher she is also, this is also her first acting gig. Okay. God, they looked exactly the same. You, uh, yes, they, they look very similar. Uh, so, because I, so, obviously they decided to, I swear to God, if, they, if, if the character of Echo in the comic books loses a leg, I'd be like, come on, come on. We live in a world with Tony Stark. Nobody loses a leg. That's true. Well, at this point, maybe she'll get a leg. Well, yeah. It's so hard for, like, the world of Tony Stark when they can bring people back from the dead or make people immortal. Like, Well, I, I, I made that thing. Yeah, you can't. Again, why is Reed Richards' technology making the Marvel Cinematic Marvel Universe, everybody's got flying cars and, and colonies on Mars? Because then it's not the world. How is Hawkeye though. going deaf? Like, <laughs> I guess he does modern. He has an hearing aid, which is a modern Marvel in general. Yeah. What if he had like a big horn up to his ear? Like, what did you say? Speaking to the horn. This episode starts in 2007. What's happening in 2007 in the MCU, you may ask? Well, Casey Lang was born. That's the daughter of Ant-Man. And uh, Gene and Alice Hernandez are murdered. 
who are Gene and Alice Hernandez, you may be asking. Well, they're from the Runaways. They were the they were the parents <laughs> who were assassinated. I don't know if the, the Runaways are in MCU anymore, but they're remember not. the MCU? I well, love you the don't, Do you know which kid they were parents I can't of? remember the name. Um, it, was the strong, it was the two it was, girls. It was well, the strong, it was, yes. No, it was the Stronghouse one. It was mm-hmm. Molly. Molly. Look yep. at me. I pulled that one out of nowhere. Yeah, so that's what's happened in 2007. This episode. This is also the year before uh, Iron Man is supposed to be taking place. Although, actually, in 2007, they were filming Iron Man. So oh, that's crazy. So there you go. If you look out her classroom window, there's like John Favreau running around directing. It's crazy. We're in a classroom, though, and we see young Maya. She's in class. We find out she is deaf, but she is very smart. She's able to pick up on things really quickly, and she's very adaptable. She was doing a Mad Lib or something on her paper. I yeah, it looked like it. Yeah. Mentioning dragons. And then we cut to her home where we get to meet Maya's dad, William Lopez, who's played by Zahara McLaren. That one you got right. Shocker. Who, who you've, you know why? It's because we listen, I listen to that Westworld podcast, and so they always mention the actors' names correctly. He is phenomenal. Dr. Sleep, he was in Bone Tomahawk. Was, don't watch no, Bone no, Tomahawk. No, I'm not going to watch that. Uh, Westworld, which yes. is great. And then uh, maybe an MCU connection, he was in The Shield. No, that's not the MCU. That's the FX. That <laughs> he was an, he was you, a police. This agent is where I wish we had a camera on, on so you could watch that face as he smiled, hoping to get a reaction. He's like the shield. No, <laughs> no he was in the, He's been in a ton of stuff though, and he is fantastic. They talk about dragons. Jerry, can you name all the MCU dragons, including the Netflix shows that we've encountered? Go. The Imagine Dragons. The Imagine Dragons. Puff, puff the Magic Dragon. Puff the, puff the Magic Dragon. <laughs> So we have a dragon in Shang-Chi, the protector. We have a dragon in Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. We have the defenders? a dragon. Defenders, yeah, it's or the same dragon. Oh, it? I, will, okay. I will say that the, in Defenders, I believe it's Defenders, they did find the fossil of a dragon in New York. Mm-hmm. And then the other MCU canon dragon is from Thor Ragnarok. The one that has a cannon on it. No. Oh. There's no cannon on the cannon dragon. This is the fire dragon that was chasing Thor after ah, he got yes. after he left Sutar. Suitors. Suitor, thank you. And then the the Bifrost cut it in half. Yeah. So there are your MCU dragons. If I'm missing any, let me know. The one thing that I want to point out is the father, he has a neck tattoo that is actually the symbol that Echo in the comic books has uh, on her costume. That's on her costume. So we may see those. Oh, nice. Uh, I thought that was just a real tattoo. No, like the actor really had that. No, that's actually the one from the comic book, so that'll show up. Which, again, another one that I'm sure Joel will relate to coming up is the hand on the face. I'm guessing you have that in your notes. I do not. Okay, when he when he dies and he puts his hand on her face later mm-hmm. on and it leaves a bloody finger handprint, her costume, her face is having a, a white handprint on her face. So that's actually another nod to that, which we may see because that's an easy costume. Like, look, it's the costume for the sh- from the book. What is it? It's the handprint on her hand face. handprint on the face. Fantastic. It's more than Hawkeye did. She goes to a judo karate class. I don't, I'm not exactly sure what type of martial arts it is, but she goes to a martial arts class, and she kicks some ass, and it's awesome, and she gets to see her adaptability because she can like mimic people's movements just by watching them. If only they had just come up with a character that did that in the other movie called Black Taskmaster. Yeah. Yes. But here's here's probably one of the biggest moments of the episode. For me, I don't know about you, but it was for me. Oh, yeah. Her uncle. He's, they're always talking about uncle. Uncle's going to come. 
and Uncle's there, and we see a hand, and we hear a man chuckle. <laughs> and that man sounded awfully, uh, awful lot like Vincent D'Onofrio. If that was not Vincent D'Onofrio, the only way, the only way I won't quit watching it is if it's not Vincent D'Onofrio, it better be Mephisto. That's it. <laughs> Those are the only two. That Jerry, I will be so happy if they bring in Kingpin. Like, if, if, if this is him, I'm going to... It is absolutely... There are so many... I'm sure you've got them listed in your group there from the... From the car shop that they work in later which is called fat man yep. to a million other things to reference to uncle it's clearly the going fact to be that he him. pinches her cheek too with like that weird pinch cheek thing that like i'm sure i'm sure kingpin did that in one of the yes. in episodes. the comic books he does kind of raise her now he uh in the comic books he also put out the hit on her father he's he's a terrible character but you know and so she does initially follow him in the comics i don't know if you know this but the ronin i know we talked about the ronin costume she was the first one to wear the ronin costume she was the one who created that and then eventually hawkeye and then eventually uh, even bullseye bullseye wears it at some point so and blade <laughs> yes 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 so he's he's he has a heavy connection that's why people led into this i'll be totally honest with you i completely forgot her backstory because i haven't read any comics with her in quite a quite a bit of time she's just not getting utilized at least in the books i'm reading and so when people were talking about kingpin may show up in this i'm like why what's the connection and i'm like oh there it is that's why people were questioning it and you know going forward i well we're gonna find out obviously this will be conversation online for hours to come or days to come whatever which is where are these netflix characters in relation to the mcu the same way we'll look at that when we eventually see something to do with the shield characters or if we see the runaway characters or if we see cloak and dagger if those come through the most obvious ones will be the netflix one and shield the other ones i i doubt Mm -hmm. but agent carter though well yeah yeah agent carter is the one that kind of bled over first and, and, and and it kind of well, Jerry loves talking about this. I just this. feel like they're going to come up and realize that these characters are the same actors and the other ones we saw are multiverse. I think the it's, multiverse that's the, that's is the hand wavy, easy thing to do. And it's not easy like like we did it cheaply. It's like, no, no, this works within the context of it. Let's do that. We can have S.H.I.E.L.D. have its story that way, but Phil Coulson you know, exists in two. And this multiverse thing also gives you an opportunity that if you want to, you can... You could theoretically merge characters, or if you don't want to do that, if you don't, if you if you want to merge characters, if you like the backstory, and you're like, oh my god, look how much great resonance we had with Quake. We really want that version versus a version. I think these characters here, the ones that are coming from the Netflix show, Punisher, Daredevil, possibly Luke Cage, possibly Iron Fist, Kingpin, Jessica, Jones. Uh, you know, uh, Jessica Jones, and maybe Bullseye, and some of those characters. If those characters show up, and I'm not sure it's all of them at this point. I think we have. I think the best bet is the Daredevil cast of the of Daredevil, Foggy, Karen, Kingpin, Punisher are the ones that I'm thinking are the more likely of all of them. If they show up, and I we believe, hear and we hear Iron Fist, but a different actor, you know. Uh, but if they show up, oh, again, we talked about this, how the Marvel comic book universe basically said, we're going to kill Danny Randolph and we're going to have an Asian American or Asian wherever uh, character play Iron Fist because, because I guess only Asian people or all Asian people know martial arts. I don't like when they, you know, you have to do this because only martial arts can be done by Asian people and therefore all Asian people can do martial arts. And I know that goes against, and people will go back and forth. Well, it's, Whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that what they're going to do with these characters is 
they're going to have the characteristics and some stuff from that, but they're going to say, hey, let's do this fresh. For example, in the Daredevil show, Kingpin is well established. He's been this character for so long. He'd already been done that when Daredevil happened. I think we're going to, this is all speculation. That's what we do in this. I think it's going to be more like, hey, this is the Kingpin getting a little more started, maybe within the last five years, that whole five-year time jump, which really, if I think about that, when we watch that movie, Endgame, like the five-year thing, they must have been thinking, like, let's leave a five-year gap so we can just mine it for things down the road. So anytime people go, well, how did Kingpin get established? Five years, five years. And that's why, you know, possibly he took advantage of Ronan taking out all sorts of other criminal organizations to rise in his place, possibly. I think that is going to give us that opportunity so they can actually tell more stories differently as opposed to being locked into, uh, oh, yeah, the Kingpin killed uh, Ben, whatever the, the names escape me, the the famous reporter. reporter. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't remember his name I, either. Yeah, whatever. It, it, it's, I think that's what they're going to go forward with this. And I'm okay with that. Oh, yeah. Because I think... I, I, Daredevil, the TV show, was phenomenal. Daredevil season two was was the best Marvel television show, Yes, in my opinion. But I'm okay if those storylines don't exist, but I liked the actors' portrayals of those characters. Okay, having... If that's what they do, if they, if they just bring those actors over and they let them portray the characters the same way and what happened in the other stuff, and don't worry about it, I'm okay with that. Okay, I am. so do you do this? You do you, you you get rid of some of the minutia detail, some of the Karen Page foggy storylines per se, those mm-hmm. individual epi- you know stuff. But do you say do you establish that oh but Daredevil met Punisher already? Or do you have to show him meeting the Punisher again? Do you have to see him meeting the Kingpin for like do you need to see Charlie Cox's Daredevil go, that's the Kingpin? No, you don't. That's just great. We don't have to get origin stories. We don't have to get first time okay, meetings. No. We can dive right into this and people go, What are the origins? Well, you, you can, can watch the Nef- you can watch the Netflix shows if you want. And you can flash back a little bit too. Especially when especially when, you know, we get to see Daredevil losing his eyesight and then we get to see the, the turtles being created as well. There so that's great. Um <laughs> But I don't think we need to necessarily... But let's just dive right into them already being superheroes. I'm okay with that. And if anyone's not okay with that, well, too bad. All right? <laughs> if you want another origin story, there are plenty of them in the MCU you can watch. There's a ton of movies about origins of their characters. So go ahead and do that. All right, moving on with the episode here. We get to see that Maya is a badass fighter. And Jerry talks about that five years. We actually get to go to the five years We at some point. We, Maya enters the Fat Man's auto body shop and we get to see Ronan or someone in the Ronan suit. I believe it's someone in the Ronan suit because I think the I think the Kingpin utilized the suit or made a suit or used Maybe. it. I, I, That's I a good theory. I, I think it will be harder in storytelling form unless they portray Maya's father as secretly being a complete monster. The TV show here showed him as, his as a father. And even then, for Hawkeye to have killed her father, even mistakenly, is really tough writing to have the character of Echo, Maya, actually go, I'm okay with Hawkeye. I feel like I feel like he didn't. I feel like possibly, that's a, I, that's possibly, a, possibly a bullseye character. No, that's a that's a way. that's a great uh theory and I like it a lot and I think that's probably what's gonna happen because, you know, outside knowledge minor spoiler alert Echo's getting her own television show. So, you know, like, they're, they're, I mean, unless Echo is going to be a bad guy 
and also, just, why did they not have at least one half second where you see Clint's eyes in that mm-hmm. costume? They didn't do that, and that 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 feels very obvious to me that it's not him. And maybe maybe we'll find out Clint wasn't the originator of Ronan. Maybe there was someone before Clint, and he well, got the oh, costume yeah. from him, and he wanted to continue it. We do That'd know be Ron- interesting. We do know Ronan's a killer, though. So it, it it is that's a good theory, but it could be. That could be Clinton there. Oh, it works these, within killing the context of what we saw. Yes, it with, definitely works within the context of the movie and here that we know that this character was a killer of criminals. Mm-hmm. It was a sad scene when the dad died. That's where he puts his bloody handprint on her yep. face. And now we cut back to present, present day. We didn't mention this last episode because I don't think we knew it. But this all takes place in an old KB Toys. KB Toys, Jerry. Went I mean, out of business in 2009. I loved KB Toys. It was always one of the. It was one of the best stores, if not the best store in the mall. Every time you would go, like, look at this. Look at the toys here. They got real toys. And then they got these weird toys, like off-brand stuff. I remember I got this like army men Nazi tower mountain. Thing off of there one time for like 10 bucks and I was like look at this it was this great place I, I love to it. go to the, the at that time go to the bargain bins that they stick out front and I got a whole set of the shadow movie action figures for like $10 for all of them plus the bike and everything that uh, I'm going to sell on eBay if anybody's interested in them. Do you know what they're please, selling for? Please $7. I, I don't know if they are I'm going to look at it but I'm like, I'm like I've had these sitting in a box for years just because at the time I'm like well here's a whole set thank you KB yeah, thank you, KB. And continue. Here's now a half hour history of KB toys. Yes. Okay. Thomas of the Tracksuit Mafia. He's the one who talks about Imagine Dragons. Uh, the actor is Petra Piotr Adamczyk. I'm yeah, sure, it's, I'm it's, sure it's, it's not even close to that. It's Russian, so it's P I O T R. You may recognize him. Is he Peter. is the actor who plays Sergey in For All Mankind? Okay. Okay, that's all I want. I want. That was for Jerry. We also get to see a little bit more of a character called Kazi Kosmeric Zach. Kmiz- Who Kmiz- I believe Zach. you said was the smushed face. Uh, oh, he's Kid Harrington. Kid Harrington. Harrington. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm here, sorry. That's thing. a terrible thing to say. It, it, but he looked like Kid Harrington. He's not. He, he's a very. He looks like Kid Harrington. But he. But, he, but, but his face looked a little compared to Carrington. Well, he has the same it, hair. It, yeah, it looked a it's little, really his facial hair, it looked, it looked different. So he was in the previous episodes, I didn't bring him up, but he is going to be a bigger character. He's played by Fra Fee, that's the actor's name. He was in Les Mis, the movie. He was one of the, uh, he was one of the revolutionary children, the kids of the, the pub, the ABC revolution. Anyways, he's an important character because he's actually a comic book character. Mm-hmm. Jerry, you want to talk about him? I believe that his character will show up to be more of a bad guy farther into this because I believe that we're going to see the evolution of the Maya Echo character being good, which means if that's the case, the show has to start establishing a few more villains so there's somebody for them to go against later in the show. He doesn't seem like a villain, though. I mean, he seems like a bad guy. He seems like the good guy in the bad guy world. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's going to be bad. So in in the episode, Clint tells Kazi that Natasha... Was the one who killed Ronan, and for and and for, you know, as in the immortal words of Obi Wan Kenobi, from a certain point of view, yeah, he definitely right? is, yes. And then this is after after uh, Kate dropped in, mm-hmm. and so they do some they They're they do some interrogating. It's funny and all horses. that, and then we get into one of the best fight scenes in all of Marvel television. It's movie quality level here. We get to see 
He's was using it, was, his arrows. He's was using it, was, his arrows. Was it was it was it murky? Was the fight scene murky no, for you? No, no, no. I mean, this was this was great for uh, for all the issues I had, and it wasn't that much, but no. it was a point of talking here. This is what you want. This is like, oh, I'm following the track. You know, the shots are great. Mm-hmm. The, the superhero stuff's good. She's fighting back. He's fighting back. He's a badass. Like he is Avengers level. Like so, when you see when you see fighting and other stuff, and like when Loki's fighting, or I, I, when Falcon is fighting and all that, it's like. Hawkeye is a better fighter than Sam. He's a better fighter. Maybe he's on level. He's on par with. Uh, he's the fifth. Bucky. He's the fifth major comic book character that was introduced into the MCU. Because you got to think about that. It's like you get Tony Stark, then you get Nick Fury, then you get Black Widow, then you get Thor, and, Hulk. and then you get. Yeah, I guess Hawkeye. I forgot about that because it's a different. Actor. Yeah. So, but you know, Hawkeye is in Thor, the first Thor. Mm-hmm. So that's really. You know, he's a small role, and he goes from that to Avengers. But it's like, yeah, he's been in this, and it, it was a great mm-hmm. movie. He was so super. He's cool one of there. the originals. Yeah, he just never had his own movie, and he and he should have because he's an awesome. He's so much fun to watch on screen. It's crazy. Uh, interesting moments here where he gets his hearing aid stepped on, so he's going to lose his hearing for a while now. I like that. Why does he, he not have them in both ears? Is his other ear completely deaf? No, I think he just wants to have it in one ear so he can. It, but not you know what I mean? It people. seems like there's like... It is why would interesting. You not have it too? Unless you establish that he No, he's has... deaf in both... He's, well, he's not deaf. He's hard of hearing yeah. in both ears. But he only has it in one ear. Interesting. I like that he doesn't kill these people either. He incapacitates yes. them. He hits, well, he shoots the one guy in the hand, which is brutal. Well, I think after going through the Ronin thing that his idea of killing people has been kind of pushed out of him mm-hmm. a little bit. Why... I want to get, get into the thought behind this. If you could think of why the producers and the director and the writers why didn't they use the 72 challenger was it just for a joke do you think i don't know i don't know i mean because they clearly use it and they destroy it and all that kind of stuff and they probably have multiple copies of the same car is it it's got and it's obviously they use a 72 challenger in the comic books yes the hawkeye series then why didn't they just use it it's got to be for the joke or maybe because they needed to have a a, a, a stunt car, a, a car, a film car where they can separate and shoot inside and take it apart and everything. Uh, if I'm if you're looking for a practical reason, I mean, there's that. Also, when they decided to film this sequence, they put it where obviously they shot it in a, sta- a studio where they can have the camera go in and out, in and out, and go into the back seat and go in the Green forward screen seat. If it's not so, if the it's going volume. in the back seat, the car that they ended up using is much bigger than the mm-hmm. the, the the Dodge. And so, consequently, they were able to, you know, get yeah. the camera back. That there. might be and what it is. Them, they can do I that. Gives, it was a much bigger room. They gave them the flexibility to have that camera fly around versus, you know, the the Dodge. You know, the Challenger is a lot smaller. And if I'm just looking for story per, story part, it does humanize Hawkeye a lot. Like, no, we're not going to destroy that. And then he gets the line later. Oh, it got destroyed anyways. Like, it really makes him sort of the everyman, and I like that. They have a great one-er take here, like we saw in the first episode. And I, you know, keep doing these one-er takes. I love them. I remember, in, speaking of Daredevil and Daredevil season one, when we have the hallway, hallway sequence. Like, keep doing this stuff. It's great to watch as an as a viewer to just follow these. these What's it called? The Texas around. Switcher when they have a yeah the, te- the the Texas Switcheroo or something like that. Yeah, yeah I can't remember. Yeah, when they throw an mm-hmm. actor in and out with something. Yeah, I love that. Uh, I know they do. Uh, they do. They had a great one-er in Cobra Kai season three no season two at the school mm-hmm. when they do the whole one take thing there love that stuff keep doing it it is wonderful we see our first look at the company that they're driving the moving company mm-hmm. trust a bro trust a bro very funny 
Remember when you used to say, Jerry, if you guys are, if you're long listeners of our podcast, one of our flagship shows we did was Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And Jerry would always talk about how the television shows cannot do car chases. <laughs> they cannot. This is well, the Marvel, really, Marvel television yes, couldn't do it. This is the this Marvel is a, Cinematic yeah, this is fan. This is a fantastic car chase. So we get we also get uh, to view a bunch of trick arrows, which is a funny moment in there when she's like, trick arrows? This is great. We get a putty arrow. We get exploding arrow. We get a plunger arrow. We get this, I'm going to call it a spider arrow, where it like sends out a bunch of things. There's There was a name for it. We get a- acid arrow. We get a purple gas arrow. We get the PIM arrow, which we'll talk about. And we get the USB arrow, which we've seen the USB arrow before in What If. They use that arrow to download on the computer in What If. So it's cool to see that. And finally, we get the grappling arrow, which we've seen before, where it, he shoots it out and it has a line. I do like how they, they actually brought the plunger back at mm-hmm. the end, had a point. Yep, it was, it was great. I laughed out loud when they rolled over the Santa. And he's sorry, Santa. And it just pops right back up. I don't know why that made me laugh. It was perfectly shot. No. Really Everything funny. about this was great. And then obviously, you're leading up to the point where. It well, hold on, real fast. Uh, Kate gets her bow back, which I think is interesting. You know, it's important for the. Like, I don't know how they. The relationship of the archer with their bow. I don't know how important that is in real life, but I think it's probably something that is important. It's more important with Clint's bow because it's all got electronics in it that. Yeah. You know, do, you know, <laughs> when things. he opens it up and everything. Well, just remember in the movie in Avengers, he can control the explosion by what's in his grip. Yeah, bag. that's right. All right, the Pym arrow, Jerry. Great reveal. They do that. They do that. They do the rack focus Everything to see the arrowhead to see it says Pym on it. You lo- You loved it. Oh yeah. You and you and Nick like, went nuts there. Yeah, it's like there. Here we go. Too. Here we go. We're we're in a movie. We're not in a TV show limited. We're in a movie where we go. Yes, this would be the scene in the trailer. This would be. This would be that mm-hmm. moment. Yes, I love that. Give it was me great. that. That's that's why we're here. We want to see this. You you you've shown it to us. You've spoiled us. And it's really hard for people to go, oh, they'll understand because it's a TV show. No, we don't understand. You've spoiled us. Now we want more of it. And this goes back to my, you know, we've, we've talked about this ad nauseum on here, but what are the other Avengers doing when there's world problems? Like, oh, they're busy doing something else. Yeah, they have to work around that. Like, Thor can't I, be well, everywhere. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm done I know, having this I know you're done having this conversation, but this goes into, oh, you know what? Pim's giving some of his technology so that Hawkeye can use it. Yes, that's all you have to do. Like maybe Hawkeye is going to have some sort of Iron Man technology in his hand or something like that. Or in a, and then in, in the watch. comics when they do that stuff, then when you don't want to do it, you have something where like Iron, where uh, Stark Industries gets overtaken by Justin Hammer, or, and all of a sudden mm-hmm. then they don't have access to it, and then they can have access to it again later. It's it's all you know, just good writing will get you out of that. I didn't notice us on the first watch, but I did notice it on the second watch through, and then I watched it like three or four times when she shoots that USB arrow and it hits the bro. The reaction from the other one is hysterical. So if you get a chance just to watch, he's like, "Oh my god!" He freaks out. It is, it is funny. Like his reaction is awesome, and you don't notice it because you're not looking at that. You're looking at the USB arrow hit the guy. That in the has chest. to be out of all his arrows. That one, when he shoots that one, that has got to be the most precise one he's got to do. Oh. Because it's like, you, hit, you, can, you can hit a point no. here and a, a, a kneel here. That even, thing's got to hit like 17 it's, prongs. It's not even go. that. It has to be the right way up. Come on, I put I put a USB in with my hand, and I'm wrong 50% of the time. I mean, you maybe you put some technology in there that when it when it knows it's getting close to a port, it does a, a, mil, a millimeter, a millimeter yeah, adjustment right. point. Because it's, I mean, that it, part is It would be is so funny if you shot insane. it like, I got it, it's in. Oh, it's upside down. That is, really, uh, that is a good joke. 
that. See, now that's a funny joke that everybody relate to. It's like, did it work? No, damn thing went in upside down. Every time that's the every prop, time. USB's every biggest time. drawback. That'd be funny. That would, that's a funny You know what bit. they're not going to talk about in 30 years? USB's being upside down. This is a now commentary of, yeah. about technology now. It is, but it's also it's also not like just like a year's worth. It's like, no, we've had at least a decade this and a half like, of this. You know what makes it? No one talks about... Hey, what's your phone number? We have seven zeros in and I got a rotary phone. Oh, no one makes that joke anymore. Mm. We finished up the chase sequence on the subway. And the reason I'm talking about this was I thought it was awesome when he said that, you're right, you are one of the world's best archers. That was cool. That's her idol telling her that, yo, you're one of the best. It was a great moment. At Moira's apartment, well, so we got to take a breather after that super long action sequence mm-hmm. that took up half the episode just about. It Happy was to do it. Wonderful. Back at Moira's apartment, Clint talks to his son Daniel on the phone. It's fine. I thought this was super sweet. Super sweet. Kate yeah. was helping out, you know, writing on the paper. You could, they they can they could end this uh, series on a really sad note if they if they kill off Hawkeye. I hope they don't, but they could really set this up to be like what one of the saddest. Off, what deaths. if they kill off his son? Ooh. Well, I mean, <laughs> they could, but like, if they killed off Hawkeye, you know how sad that would be. I'm hoping no, this series ends on a high you freaking don't. note. Even if you want, even if you want to, re- you can retire the character, mm-hmm. especially if uh, you won't kill that character off. You retire him off so that at f- four years from now, when they do Secret Wars, you can he'll come back and go, "Hey, Jeremy Renner, you want to come back?" He's like, "Yeah, I'll do it. I know, no problem." You know, mm-hmm. so oh, yeah, because they they could uh, embrace myself though, Jerry. Like, Ugh. nah, they're gonna kill him off. Again, that's not gonna. That's not how this hol- ha- holiday end's gonna go. He's he's gonna end up larping. So, do we go to her drawing we, his costume now? Or? Not yet. We go to KB Toys first, and that's where Kazi and Echo are talking about the repercussions of going after Ronan. And uncle, and we, we talk about Uncle. We yeah. talk about her father some more. We find out that Echo's like, "I'm in charge. We're doing this. We're yeah. gonna keep going after." And this leads to Chinatown, which I think is Chinatown. I don't know how New York is laid out. I'm sure they have multiple Chinatowns. Forget it, Joel. It's Chinatown. <laughs> They go to a doctor who like, we need you to fix this hearing aid. And the doc- and it does. It's an audiologist. They call her doctor. It was such a weird throwaway scene that I was like, why did they? Because the night nurse was busy. I guess. Yeah, but the night nurse. Nice. And then we go to the restaurant. They bring a Lucky, who Pizza Dog, into Should the they restaurant. Finally get, which they is, finally get the name for Pizza Dog coming up Which here. is great that they bring, they're allowed to bring a dog into a restaurant. Just just bring your dog in. I, I know I love going to a restaurant and having somebody bring in their animal fur and stuff. That's not a service animal. Like I get it if it's a service animal. No, like, I don't get fine. it with anything. Get your get, get your get your. You creature. don't want to. Okay, blind people are not allowed to have service dogs. Got it. I didn't say they couldn't have it. I just don't want a dog in my. I don't. I, I'm allergic. We're about my. No, needs. you're not allergic. Yes, I am. To dogs, dogs and cats. Yes. Why do you think we don't have any? I have allergies. Well, no, I, you have allergies, but like you're not gonna. The Better Brothers podcast does not endorse Jerry's statement on blind people are not allowed to go to restaurants with dogs. I didn't say they couldn't go to restaurants. I said I don't want them in there. <laughs> but I, when I'm there, I don't want a dog in there when I'm there. If I I'm okay with it. I just don't. It's just crazy. You don't see that at restaurants where you're allowed to bring in non-service animals. <clears throat> Moving on. <laughs> By the way, I'm just teasing. <laughs> Anyways, the costume drawing. So Clint and Kate, they talk about what it means to be a superhero. And Clint's like, you're going to have to sacrifice stuff because obviously he sacrificed Natasha, his hearing, his time with his family, all sorts of stuff. And then she's like, hey, you need to brand again. We talk about branding. And this is where she draws a comic accurate outfit. And, and he dismisses and by the way, it, which I hate that stuff. I, I, I did too. It. I did call this. I said last podcast, I was like, do you think we're going to get to see the mask? Now, it is a drawing. It is not the actual thing. But we got to see it. 
Did you actually, if you watched the deleted scene, there's a, a last episode, episode two, they did a, uh, a short 10 minute or five minute sequence behind the scenes on the, on the LARPing sequence. And there is a guy in a full Hawkeye costume. Oh, really? No, I didn't that see scene. that. Yes. He's in, it's in a deleted scene? It's in a, it's in a, it's in like they were had extra footage of people fighting and he's oh, got a guy in full costume there. That's fun. But I get why he dismisses it because his goal is to be unrecognizable. Although Kate goes, well, you failed on that one. Everyone knows who you are. I don't like that dismissive, like, my wife would divorce me. It's kind of looking at the camera going, because, you know, costumes are stupid. We can all agree on that. It's like, get out of here. Don't do that. Don't joke it. Don't make a fun of it. Spider-Man wears one. Captain America was Captain America. You know, what's why, why do that? Mm-hmm. Don't don't go, that's stupid. He's, he's going to be in a costume. He's just not going to have the mask. We've already but, seen promo I photos. I understand, but it's like I don't like the joke where it's like, it's, it's what the X-Men movie did. What are we going to do? Yellow spandex? Get the hell out of here. Yeah, it's like, you're yeah, going to do yellow spandex. Yes, do that. You know why? Because that's what we wanted. It. Nobody bought the costume because they thought it was you know, cool that Wolverine's walking around with mutton chops. We want to see him in the costume. There are certain things that I can agree with. Should Superman have his underwear on his outside or underneath? Yeah, probably underneath. It, doesn't, it looks kind of weird because it's a dated thing. But there are times that the Marvel has done this. Marvel has done this right. Yeah, Luke Cage in the Luke Cage series looked ridiculous in the '70s when he had his his yellow collared shirt with the big afro and all that kind of stuff. And they show that in the show, They're like, oh, there he is. You're seeing it. And you're like, yeah, that looks pretty ridiculous. That's what it looked like in the LARPing scene. That that's the costume somebody wore. I'm showing Joel a picture. Eh, of that's okay. It's not. Well, it's, it's, it's supposed to be a homemade. It's supposed to be a homemade. One. I want to see the. I want to see the. the it's sticking out. Not a, like a full helmet. I want to see the. You want to see the. You want to see what, what she the calls. Hawk wings. She calls a hawk. Yeah, with down there. That's the picture. Yeah, which yeah. he looks in the comics, which is very reminiscent of Wolverine. And Hawkeye came mm-hmm. out first, and it's that look is just great. Which is also I did. It's read, all a take on Batman because Batman. Oh, it's yeah. all modified from that. I did read somewhere, or I saw it in a, might have been a, a YouTube video, when someone did say the bandages and the cut on his head are like a sideways H. Yeah, I saw. And that I was too. like. Yeah, that's pretty clever. Like they must have thought about that when they. But did also, it. that's the that's the same the same thought process goes back to the Punisher, Dolph Lundgren. Oh, he'll wear a little skull on his thing because nobody wants to see a grown man walking around with a giant skull on his chest. Yeah, we do, and that's something Netflix should have done more of. Netflix did it, and then like, okay, now we're gonna take him off here because because we're realistic. Get out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here. Well, Daredevil's costume. Well, that was always the thing too about the next Netflix shows was. Can't give him the costume yet. It has to be the whole season before we actually get to see them oh, in the costume. Iron Fist, you get yeah. That, get <laughs> Jeff Loeb. <laughs> Jeff Loeb. What's he doing now? I don't know. So they're outside walking. Clint talks about that he's gone against the tracksuit mafia, and this is where he talks about the head of the tracksuit mafia. So he's had he. he so he does he knows know who Kingpin is. If it's Kingpin, it's yeah. Kingpin. He knows who Kingpin is. So that's just saying he understands this world. So that's great. Back at mom's house. Wait, wait. We get a little throwaway. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, if we're looking for like real stretches, when Maya, I think she's a kid in one of the rooms she's in, there's a stuffed owl in the background. And I've heard like, a, oh, is that a reference to the Daredevil villain, the owl? Because that's like yeah, the other stretch. background. Yeah. It's more, it's a reference to the owl from Watchmen. So see, yeah. It is. We're wrapping it up here. So we go to mom's house. We get a great little throwaway line that they're like, how? he's like, how do you guys live in this? This is a house? And she's like, my great, 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 great grandfather built the building. I don't think that's going to come into play. Well, it might. But I don't think it's going to come into play. But I like that it's a throwaway line. This is how they live in this super duper rich apartment. 
So they hack her mom's computer, kind of. Kazi is an employee of a shell company called Sloan Limited. I've looked online to see if anyone's come up with anything about Sloan Limited, if it's mm-hmm. anything important. It is not so far. It's probably just going to be a shell company. They do make the phrase, sort. though. They go, that sounds familiar. Yeah, they do. It, it is important. But right now, there's nothing in the Marvel world. or There is a character called Jason Sloan who he's connected to Matt Murdock. Oh, that's a stretch. No, I mean, there's... There's a Jason Sloan. I don't know what it is, but Jason, I'm, I'm looking online. Jason Sloan is, seems like a good guess since he's connected to Matt Murdock. So, I don't know. And then this episode ends with Clint walking through the apartment and he gets the Ronin blade put up to his throat by Jack. Well, she had her little thing where she's trying to get online and connect. Well, so, and yeah, she got, yeah, where she found Kazi. And that's where the episode ends. Nice cliffhanger there. Went by too quickly. God damn, this is a good show. Yes. All right. So Jason Sloan was a partner of the law firm from uh, Broderick Sloan, Crankston. Matt Murray joined the law firm after Crankston was revealed to be the joke, the villain, Mr. Fear. So it's, you know, not a big character. 1972 introduced. That's possibly the connection, but that's a stretch. But, you know, they throw names out like that. So. Great episode. Mm-hmm. Didn't I mean it, everything about it stays with me. Want to see it more? Can't get enough of it. Three more episodes left. Yes. Hopefully they're long ones too. I don't want like. Sorry, the last two are just twenty minutes. Like no, 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 no. The story is interesting. The acting is great. The character duo together is fantastic. Everything is top notch. Top notch. Yeah, I'm looking online. I can't find anything about why he has just one. Hearing aid looks cooler just to have one. I don't know. He leaves the other one so they can always have something to tap when he's talking to people. Yeah, right. trying, you know. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Something's coming in from. Uh, I was just watching Cole something. Coulson. I was just watching something where someone had that up to their ear. And they're like, "Stop touching it." Makes you look like an idiot. Yeah. Although you know what's funny? I make all these jokes and I've talked about it ad nauseum for a while. But here I am walking around with earbuds, and when someone goes to talk to me in real life I have to come up and touch it to stop it you know so there I am actually doing it it's like oh it's a real thing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you, you, you touch it twice or you hit it once to pause the song or something. but that's different because there know. are buttons on yours there are not buttons on the earpieces well maybe there are I have no idea well there's not even buttons on them they're just, they just it recognizes when you're touching it the, the stuff so it's crazy all right, that brings us to the end of this podcast I hope it was something you enjoyed and I hope you have uh, similar feelings and if you do again or different feelings Love to hear from you. Uh, context easiest one is Facebook, but uh, you know we're on we're on Twitter. We have an email address. It's got so much dust on it; it's not even funny. <laughs> Again, because I've got apparently the big thing uh, people are taking it for granted. They are yelling out windows and throwing stuff. Like it. Bennett Brothers, we didn't care what you thought about that episode. You know, I thought I saw a carrier pigeon, but then it just pooped on me. So I don't lovely. Know. <laughs> Coming up in the feed will be episode four, episode five. Probably Spider, six. probably Spider Man, and then Episode Six. Episode Four, and then Five, and then Six. Yeah, we're gonna do all. Well, of no, them, no, man. I'm thinking Spider Man. I didn't know you were doing it for the order. Uh, I yeah. believe it will be Four, Five, Spider Man, Six, Book of Boba Fett, One through Seven, and then 2022, All Hell Breaks yeah. Loose. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! No, Jen. Uh, thank you guys for listening. I'm Jerry. I'm Joel. We'll talk to you next time. Next time. Next time. Next time! And have yourselves a 